What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Exploration Marriage Podcast. And what an episode it is. This is actually our first midweek episode that we're going to be putting out uh, to the public. And um, this is going to uh, this is going to give us an opportunity to speak specifically to Christian couples, uh, especially Christian married couples. Uh, that that's really who we're talking to here. But uh, it's just about God centered relationships and the importance of those relationships, and you know how you should function as a married couple within a God centered, God oriented marriage. Uh, but first, before we get into any of that, a um, couple of things here. One, social media. Come and find us on Facebook. We have a, uh, a Facebook group, Exploration Marriage. We would love you to be a part of it if you're not already a part of it. If you are already a part of it, shout out to you guys for the uh, support and being a part of something pretty awesome. But those of you who are not a part of it yet, what are you waiting for? Go over there, find us, join, and be a part of the conversation. And uh, let's all learn and grow together. That is the, the, the best way that we can do this is by working together. Uh, the next thing is going to be Twitter. Yes, yes, I know not everybody uses Twitter. But, you know, if you do use Twitter and you, you like to use Twitter, uh, definitely come find us there at exp- exploration mar one again that is exploration mar one and um come hit us up on twitter be a part of the conversation um i think we've stated it several times that kenzie and i would like to at some point down the line do a live show and uh, we would like to interface and and tweet and communicate with people while we're doing the live show um now that's still a ways down the line. Well, I don't think we have the uh, the listener base or the following to uh, do that just yet. But th- those are some ideas that we have for the future, and I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, if nothing else, we'd like to just hear from you. We'd like to know what you want to hear. Um, you know, subject matter that is important to you, things that you would like us to talk about. Um, because you're the reason why we do this. You are the reason why we, uh, talking to these microphones. It's certainly not because I like to hear the, the sweet bass of my voice or, uh, the angelic tones of my wife's voice, who, if you haven't guessed already is not here, uh, today to do this episode with me. Um, I think we kind of came to a, a conclusion that we may alternate, um, every other week, to do these midweek episodes because they're going to be shorter. They're, they're going to be plenty informative, but they're going to be shorter. Um, but I, I think eventually we will come together, can kind of converge and um, start doing the midweek episodes together as well. But uh, for right now, you're stuck with me. So consider yourselves lucky. Uh, anyways, today we're going to be talking about, you know, we're, we're going to kick this off real good. Uh, we're going to talk about, quote unquote, seven commandments of a Christian marriage. And this is going to be um, just seven, seven things about a Christian marriage that it's just going to help you to strengthen your marriage, but do so in, in a godly way, right? There are many things that you can do to strengthen your marriage um, that are kind of aside from Christianity or, you know, a godly relationship. But what we want to focus more of these midweek podcasts or these midweek episodes on is going to be how to strengthen your your marriage in the Christian context. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. The 
quote unquote, seven commandments of a Christian marriage. Now, these are not actual commandments that are written somewhere. These are just commandments that we've come up with or that we've found. Um, and I, I think this is going to be, this is going to be, uh, this is a great episode. So we are, we're just going to get into it. Look, I don't want this episode to be super long. I don't want it to be crazy. Um, we just want to get in and we want to hit the material and get you back to your regular, uh, your regular life, get you back out there. Um, so we're going to start it off today. So the first of your Christian commandments of marriage is going to be thou shalt serve one another. Uh, look, marriages are equal in partnership, right? You know, if you look at how a good marriage is, it is both people who are doing things together, not one individual over another. Um, it is a partnership in every aspect of the word partnership. Uh, that, that is what a marriage is. Uh, a Christian marriage, a Christian relationship is, is one where you would, you need to, you need to serve your spouse continuously all the time. Uh, that, that servitude that, that humbles our spirit, that it causes us to, it causes us to do great things for our spouse, but it also causes us to increase our relationship with God as well by doing acts of service uh, for one another. And the more you serve, the more your spirit grows, the more it swells, the more that you are happy because you are giving freely within that relationship. Uh, Ephesians 5.21, and I'm pulling this up right now, is to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It's pretty big stuff. You need to submit to one another. And like I said, marriage is it's it's a big deal. It is an equal partnership and you should continually serve your spouse and you should do so in a way that that makes God happy to serve your spouse. Um, So here's some questions, right? Questions that you can ask yourself or questions that you can ask one another. Uh, One is how are you, how are you at serving your spouse? Do you feel like you're, you're good at serving your spouse? Do you feel like you do serve your spouse? Do you feel like you don't do it as much as you possibly should or probably should? And, uh, do you know that there are ways that you can increase your servitude towards your spouse? And uh, just, you know, more questions to ask yourself. Would you say that you strive to serve them more every day or do you just kind of stay the same? Do you do the same things over and over and over again? I would say that, you know, most healthy Christian relationships would find different ways to, or find newer ways to serve one another on a daily basis. And look, when we're talking about serving each other, I'm not talking about, you know, um, doing some, you know, crazy outlandish gesture, but it's, it's the small things that really count within that marriage and serving someone could be doing something, you know, small that they didn't expect you to do. Um, and then the last question, one that you really need to be honest with is, are you more of a giver or a taker in, in that relationship? 
And you know what you are. You know whether or not you're the one that gives more or if you're the one that takes more. And look, you know, identification is the first step to, you know, fixing a problem. You know, you have to identify the problem first, right? So if you're taking more than you're giving, you need to make some adjustments, you know, kind of step it up and uh, bring back the, the equality into that marriage as far as the servitude goes. Uh, number two, you need to love unconditionally. That is going to be the second and, and probably one of the greater ones. Love unconditionally. The one thing that uh, we or we do say is that uh, there there is no competition in marriage. There is no, um, there should be no competition in marriage. You should love one another unconditionally, which means that in spite of failures, in spite of you know, slights in spite of all of these different, you know, things that could go wrong in your marriage. You need to love each other no matter what that love is going to just as God loves us unconditionally. He loves us no matter what we do wrong. He may not love the sin. He may not love what we're doing, but he loves us and he is there for us. And when we repent and we ask for forgiveness, God gives us that his grace and his mercy and covers us in his blood, the blood of Jesus. And so the, the same type of love that God gives to us is the same type of love that we should have for our spouse. You know, we're not perfect people. Neither person in that relationship is perfect. Neither of us are going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. We're going to disappoint one another at some point. And so we have got to learn to love unconditionally. And it's that phrase that I, I'm going to love you even if blank happens. Um, how much more should we love our, our spouse? If, if we already know that God commands us to love our enemies, then how much more should we love our spouse? through whatever, through whatever happens, whatever they put us through. The, the real test, I, I would say the real test of this, this method here, or, you know, the, the unconditional love is this, the way that you talk to your spouse, the way that you communicate with your spouse, does it indicate your highest regard for them? Or does it, have an air of contempt when you talk to your spouse, when you speak to your spouse, are you speaking with the, with loving words? Are you speaking to them in a way that indicate indicates that you have the highest regard for them? Or are you speaking to them in a way where it shows your contempt kind of bleeding through in the words? And I think a lot of couples, you know, the, the longer they go, if they're not investing in their marriage, if they're not doing the little things, if they're not continually finding ways to invest in their marriage, they can quickly go from a partnership to a rivalry and they can start coming, uh, they, they can start speaking with contempt to one another. And that is not good for any relationship. It's certainly not good for a godly relationship. We have the best example of them all. We have a, a father that loves us 
in spite of all of our failures, in spite of everything that we have ever done that's wrong, we were born as sinners. And we unify together. And God loves us. God, God shows us his love. He shows us his grace and his mercy through everything. So that should be our example of how we should love our spouse. The third thing is that you, you, you need to respect one another. Everyone wants to be respected. So in any good marriage, respect is, is granted to and by both parties. And that respect should be just like love. It should be unconditional. If you don't respect your spouse, something is seriously wrong. If you don't love your spouse, something is seriously wrong. And you've allowed things to enter into your mind and into your heart that are turning you or twisting you against your spouse. No matter what the perceived injustice is that your spouse may have, have done, if you are not loving and respecting them unconditionally, there's something wrong and you need to re, realign your focus. Most people grant that respect only when all conditions are met to be respected. And the problem is that you're not always going to meet the conditions to be respected. As I stated previously, we're, we're imperfect. All of us are imperfect. And so when we come together and we form a godly union, we have to understand that we're, we're forming it with an imperfect person and that there are going to be mistakes and that people are going to have problems, but we should still love and respect one another through all of that. And I mean, you know, you, you need to think of it in this manner that, that everybody needs someone who believes in us, even when we don't believe in ourselves. And if you can't expect that to be your spouse, then who can you expect to believe in you? Even when you don't believe in yourself, your spouse should be the one person that you can turn to at all times. And they should be able to say, look, I believe in you. I love you. I know that you can do this. I know that you can get through this. I know that we can do this together. And if you don't have that, if you can't say that, if you're not getting that in your marriage, then there's something wrong and you need to you need to do some reevaluation. You need to figure out where you went wrong or, or what's going on and you need to correct it immediately. The next thing is you should not be putting any other earthly relationships before your marriage. I'm going to say that again. You should not be putting any other earthly relationships before your marriage. Nothing, no, no other person and this world should be coming between you and your spouse. No one should be coming between you and your spouse. There is also the, the thought that, you know, your kids should not come before your spouse. There are a lot of different things, um, a lot of different ways that this, this can be interpreted but what you need to understand is that your spouse is, is the person that you've committed your life to. That is the person that you've committed to for the rest of your life. And nothing should be coming in between you and your spouse. I mean, I've seen marriages ruined by friends, coworkers, you know, people who had little regard for the integrity or um, 
for the sanctity of marriage, people that don't care quite as much as, as they should, or don't care at all for the sanctity of marriage are not going to care about your marriage. And they will try to come in between you. They will try to do things. They will try to be divisive if they have the opportunity to, to, to do so. So, you know, as hard as it can be, great couples need to work to protect their marriage from any outside issues or, or interruptions or um, anybody trying to get in between you and your relationship. It's pretty serious stuff. So the next commandment is going to be that you need to commit beyond your feelings. The Bible talks a great deal about the renewal of our minds. The mind is more reliable than emotions. You may not always feel as in love as you did the day that you married. There are going to be tough times at any point in your marriage. You're going to be tested in your marriage. And it may draw on your emotions. It may pull your emotions in one direction, but your mind has got to be centered, right? The Bible talks about the renewal of the mind in Romans 12 too. Your mind is, is supposed to be more reliable than your emotions. You're, you're supposed to go to the facts rather than what you feel, right? And so strong marriages last because... They, they have a commitment that is well past just an emotion, right? Uh, than the, you know, more than just the emotional attachment. And uh, when both people can say that, you know, that that's true for the both of them, then the feelings are always mutual. They're, they're always reciprocated and it helps them to grow, right? So we need to be straight in our minds, right? We need to center our minds, correctly and, and stay away from our emotions, stay away from our feelings, right? Because the, the feelings can trick us. They can pull us in, in a bad direction. We have to rely on our thoughts and on our ability to think clearly in order to continue to invest in our marriage, even when it's tough, even when you hit those hard times. So the next commandment here is going to be that you need to consider the other person's interest ahead of your own. And so, you know, great couples get comfortable. Um, they, they become very selfish over time with, with their personal time or with their own time. And they start leaning to, you know, their own hobby and uh, they, they don't, show as much interest or they don't pay enough interest or attention to the hobby or the interest of their spouse. And so they start becoming individuals because they're, they're focusing more on what they want to do versus what someone else or what, excuse me, not just someone else, but what their spouse wants to do. And so you need to, you need to put your spouse's interests ahead of your own, take interest in what they're doing, invest the time to, do what they want to do, spend time doing what they want to do. And, uh, you, you're going to see some great things come out of it. Uh, I mean, the time allocation is, is definitely a big deal. You know, what you do with your time, where you spend your time, the things that you're, you're giving that time to, if you're not giving your time equally to your spouse, 
if you're not investing that time in their own interest, then I mean, it's, it's going to create some very serious neglectful feelings and, uh, that, that feeling of neglect can lead to a lot of really bad things. And, and inside of a, a Christian relationship, we have a need to safeguard our relationship. We need to do it more so than, you know, all, any of these other relationships out there because there are temptations. There are things that, that can come and, and destroy a good Christian relationship and do it very quickly. If, if it's not, if it's not mitigated prior to um, these things happening. So staying strong in a Christian relationship is going to require that you put the other person's interest ahead of your own. And the last one that I have is you got to complete one another. So within Ephesians five, if we look at it, it shows us this, you know, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offer, offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper to God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For this, you can be sure no immoral impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because such things, God's wrath comes for those who are disobedient. I mean, you just keep going on and on and on. I mean, Ephesians five submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also should wives submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing, <clears throat> cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I mean, it, it's powerful stuff, but it's all there in the scripture. I mean, it, it tells you, it breaks it down for you. It lets you know what God wants your your godly union to look like he what that union should look like the bible even gives you those tips it tells you how your relationship should look and and what we should be doing inside of our relationships to make our relationship stronger and why wouldn't you want to love your 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 wife or your husband with everything that you have inside of you. I mean, this is the person that you decided was the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. Why, why would you not want to, to do everything possible within your power to protect that? And really the answer is because we we're, we're imperfect. We're people. We make mistakes. We have a tendency to follow the flesh over the spirit and, and we make very dire mistakes when we allow that to happen.
I, I just want to say that, you know, these, these episodes, they're going to, they're going to continue on. They're going to accentuate, you know, what a, a Christian relationship should look like. But really, if you look at the, the commandments of the Christian marriage, you know, serving one another, loving unconditionally, respecting one another unconditionally, putting no other earthly relationships before your relationship. You got to commit in your mind beyond the feelings to one another. You got to consider your, your spouse's interest ahead of your own. And you have to complete one another. You have to complement one another. You have to come together as one. And, and both of you have got to do your part to institute godliness within your marriage. And what that looks like, you got to be praying together all the time. If you're not praying on your own, you're hurting yourself. You're, you're hurting your relationship and your walk with God. If you're married and you're not praying together, you're not praying for one another, you're hurting your marriage. You're hurting your relationship, your, your, your marital relationship with God. Strength comes from prayer. It comes from, from seeking out God and his will and his, his grace and his mercy and through that prayer, we, we find our strength. Through that prayer, we grow. It's the same with reading your Bible. You need to sit down and read your Bible, and you need, to, you need to think on it, and you need to process the words of that Bible. And after you read the Bible, the best way to consume and, and truly allow that, that word to take root inside of you is to pray and ask for God's understanding, not your own. The biggest mistake that we make as individuals is we think that we can interpret the word of God perfectly. And we can't. Often what we do is we interpret the words that we're reading to satisfy our own feelings, to satisfy our own argument, to satisfy our, our flesh, not our spirit. Our spirit desires truth. The flesh desires everything else. We've got to get past the flesh and get to the spirit. And as a married couple, it's, it's absolutely necessary for you to do that together. You've got to pray together. You have got to seek God together. And it's going to be difficult. Nothing worth doing is ever easy. But you have to do it. You have got to seek God out together. You've got to look for his will in your relationship and in your lives together. I think uh, we've really kind of harped on, on these basic ideas and, and there's going to be more to come, you know, more midweek episodes. We're going to talk about uh, many, many other subjects, other things that are going to pertain to Christian couples and I really hope that you guys have gotten something out of this. Uh, again, this is going to be, you know, a routine thing. We want to encourage people in their relationship with God. We also want to encourage couples in their relationship with God and, and their relationships together, which is all encompassing. It all comes together. It all meets as one. It's not separate things. They're all in line with one another. A man and a woman who put God at the center of their relationship is going to be more fruitful than those who do not put God at the center of their relationship. 
You put your own selfishness before God. You may be successful for a time, but it's not going to be for a long time. Listen, I, I want to say thank you again for you guys listening in, for you guys listening to me ramble on. Um, I hope this made sense. I hope you guys were able to take something out of this. I hope you guys were able to learn something from this. I hope this encourages you as you go forward throughout this week and, and the many weeks and years to come. I, I hope that you guys are encouraged in your spirit and that you continue to grow, that you continue to seek after God, that you continue to seek after his perfect will for your life and for your marriage for every aspect of your life, right? Um, I, I just, I really do hope and pray that you guys are, are getting something out of this and that it's going to continue to elevate your relationship and your walk with God. And um, until next week uh, or, or the next episode, uh, again, I appreciate you all for listening and for all of your support for this podcast, for myself and my wife, and uh, for the marriages of yourself and, and your friends. And uh, just thank you for all of the support. Uh, we are going to sign off. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day, uh, fantastic rest of your week, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>